This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. These past two weeks, I received two letters that call for a response. One having to do with a conversation I discussed in episode 644 concerning end-of-life issues. The first read, quote, I went through that with my father many years ago. Luckily, we did have the conversation, and Dad had all of his financial power of attorney, advanced directives, order for guardianship, and the do not recitate DNR orders all in place, and I had copies of them. He ended up with lung cancer and in hospice care for about 25 days in 2008. I had given them a copy of the DNR order when he was admitted, but when it came time for comfort measures only, the doctor and nurses said they knew nothing of it and were ready to put him on a ventilator and feeding tube. Luckily, I happened to be there at the time and instructed them to stop and look in the paperwork at the front desk. They, of course, found the DNR order and comfort measures only order within his file. They apologized and put a big DNR sign on his door. To this day, I think that their standard procedure is to play dumb, put their patients on advanced care, and see what happens, as it's a lot more money for these profit-driven facilities to artificially extend life. I'm truly glad I was there to help them remember what my dad's wishes were. As a generation before, he had watched his own father wither away in hospice for many weeks while on a feeding tube and ventilator, and wanted none of it for himself when the time came. My wife and I had our paperwork drawn up shortly after Dad passed, and had the conversation with our son as well. Hopefully, he will have the conversation with his now infant son as well someday. End quote. What a good statement of the importance of involving children with end-of-life issues. I also am glad he was there to remember his father's wishes. Thanks for the story. And then came this in my email from Thomas Bodine. Quote, Two spouses approached retirement. The healthy, active partner wants to travel extensively in retirement sailing and traveling by bus to see America. The infirm spouse would like to travel, but would rather fly and stay in hotels and not be far from home or doctors too long. The healthy partner wants to care for the beloved infirm partner and still realize the dream of travel. What to do? End quote. This is one of those conundrums that we may not individually face, but then again, we're very well likely to face something similar. Different people, but similar differences that can come into conflict. What to do? How do we go about choosing which way to turn? We called this an example of situational ethics when I studied it many years ago. 
It was a summer session at Harvard under the tutelage of Lawrence Kohlberg. He had made moral dilemmas his specialty in education. I wanted to get a handle on teaching ethics to my philosophy students at that time. It now seems like a lifetime away. Kohlberg had developed a system for approaching these situations in a systematic way that claimed to be just or fair. It was a very interesting session in trying to understand moral reasoning that might be applicable in all situations across time and cultures. Universal. I may have scrambled the details in my memory a bit, but I think I can recall enough of them to shed light on this particular case. I'm thinking of what he called the veil of ignorance that was useful in this type of a situation. For a fair judgment to be made, we must always consider who is involved. In this particular case, it is just the two. We have to imagine that we are one of the two but we don't know which one. A veil is covering them both. Then we have to accept the principle that in order to be fair, we would choose the least fortunate. Who is in the least favorable position? Which person has the most to lose or stands in the weakest position? Hard to argue, it is not the infirmed. Of course, all this assumes that all other options have been examined. Discussions have been had. Perhaps an arbitrator has been involved. Whatever. Perhaps there is a way that both parties could get what they want in the first place. However, that was not presented in the story or dilemma. We cannot add or subtract from the detail or limits originally proposed. Sticking to this particular situation we would have to choose to go with the infirm. We would fly, not stay long, and we would care for our beloved partner as we desired. Sometimes we have to modify our wishes with reality. Once again, the existentialist wins the day. Sisyphus smiles and leans against his rock and pushes it up the hill. He's learned to love his rock. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.